Second down, out of the shotgun, play action. Cousins on a deep drop. Here's a deep shot to Stephon Diggs, and it's caught to the 20, 15, 10, get down! 75-yard strike, Cousins, Diggs, 23-20. It's time for X's and O's with Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now, from the TCO Studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Hey, what's going on? Happy New Year on behalf of the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. I'm Paul Allen, and this is X's and O's, the playoff edition into a Vikings-New Orleans Saints game Sunday at noon on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. We're happy now to be joined by Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. Congratulations uh, for not only making the playoffs, but being back in the playoffs. Um, how excited are the players and coaches into this game this weekend? Yeah, it's an exciting time of year. You know, only only 12 teams are left in the playoffs, 12, 12 opportunities uh, for teams to uh, uh, advance on and, and go to the Super Bowl. And the same... Uh, time it's you know everything's there's a finite uh uh what am i looking for amount of time or no 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 you know like a finite way to solve sean payton uh, <laughs> no. Taysom hill no it's like uh oh, michael you know, thomas you lose your you lose you go home oh, so everything's everything's magnified a little bit and everything's a little bit more uh um you know at stake and and you've generally you know had good teams here and and you've made the playoffs you've won the division you've gotten to the nfc title game so you've done quite well here but you know when when you're it's how much more stimulating or easy is it to dive into the minutiae like you guys do when it's a playoff game and your team is good you know yeah, and you, you try you try to uncover every little basis that you can. Uh, you spend a little bit extra time with film this week, uh, just because you know um, you know the consequences of the game. But uh, we're excited. We have a good football team, and uh, we're playing a good football team. Because be, I would imagine, mentally speaking, for coaches, it is a grind this time of the year. I mean, you guys have been going at it quite some time. Yeah, this is seventeenth game plan that we've done this year. So uh, we're going to try and grind it out and uh, spend a little extra time and figure out what we can do you know i spent a lot of time on them last week and uh hopefully we can uh it'll play to an advantage this week hey hey mike what um what's challenging about managing the overall game specifically a game like this where you know it's going to be loud when you're also hyper focused on running the defense yeah, it, it does make it difficult, uh, especially, you know, you got to pay more attention to special team situations, the fake punts, and uh, <clears throat> making sure everybody's out there and, and, and aware of uh, what could what could happen at, at that time. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, you know, being able to interject offensively, um, you know, hey, we, it's getting close here, let's make sure we have the ball at the end of the game or end of the half. Anybody on the sideline or upstairs like assist you during during the during the process with I don't know timeouts stuff like that? Yeah, everybody does. I mean, uh, Adam Adam does a great job with it. Gary Kubiak helps a lot. Uh, you know, I flip. Uh, flip the switch back and forth to a lot of different guys. The uh, the practice week is underway with uh, with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, specifically those two. I guess Eric Hendricks also. What do you need to see from them this week to make sure they're exactly where you want them to be for this game? Yeah, I think uh, just the biggest thing is uh, when they get out there, to, <clears throat> they're uh, 
able to move and do the things and, and you know, and protect themselves really at the end of the day. But um, I feel good about them, and uh, they should be ready to go. Are, are they are the Saints using Alvin Kamara differently or less frequently than maybe the last time you played them? Well, they're using Latavius quite a bit. You know, uh, they've got a good mix of uh, of the two backs, um, and uh, you know, so I think they're taking a few few of the the plays off of Kamara, but uh, he's still in there quite a bit. He, you know, he's a very dangerous back, and and Latavius has had a great year. Now, now with Latavius Murray, is his role in essence what Mark Ingram used to be for them? Yeah, um, quite a bit similar. Um, you know. The, uh, Probably the style of runs are, are pretty much the same. How much? Um, uh, how important in a game like this, Mike, is middle pressure against a quarterback like Drew Brees? Well, any kind of pressure is big against him, but um, you know, <clears throat> hopefully we can get some pressure on him uh, with our ends. Hopefully we can get some pressure on him with uh, guys up the middle, uh, but. You know, it's not allowing him to step up and get into the pocket and get into rhythm is big. And and this is not, you know, some cliched Bob Hagen related size joke because Drew is diminutive. But I say middle pressure specifically because he is on the shorter side, you know, and then maybe it would impede him looking down the field. Yeah, the the thing that he does well, though, he moves very well in the pocket. He's not a scrambler. Um, I don't remember last time I've really seen him run. Um he, uh, he, but he does move side to side very well. He will move out of the pocket some to throw the football. Uh, so we're, you know, we're going to have to try to rush him and and try to affect him the best we can. From from Aaron Rodgers to everything you've seen this year and you've seen it all throughout your career, is this version of Drew Brees and this offense inside the red zone when they get in the red zone? Is this about as good as you've seen? Yeah, they're terrific. You know, they got playmakers. Uh, you know, Cook in the red zone is big and and uh, you know. Uh, Michael Thomas, Thomas is, is outstanding, and then they got Kamara that can do a lot of damage uh, on the option routes and things like that. So, and you know, and they they'll run some options with Taysom Hill, and so they'll do a lot of different things. Um, and we're gonna have to play good in the red zone. Speaking of um, uh, speaking of Michael Thomas, uh, Xavier Rhodes generally is matched up well against receivers like Michael. And Michael's elite, I get it, but he's a bigger receiver. And Xavier has not only done well against him in the past, but receiver type like this do you see it that way uh yeah i, I think so um you know uh, michael thomas a big physical guy um you know they've got all kinds of good players out there so you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cover them all after um after number 13 michael thomas how do they use their other receivers i mean ted ginn jr is a name everybody knows but after that some kind of an anonymous names yeah uh ted ginn is a guy that really um you know he's the guy that's going to take the top off the coverage uh quite a bit uh and they'll, they'll use the rest of the guys in in normal situations where they're they're running um you know the combination west coast routes like like Sean has always done. Uh, Cam Jordan, 15 and a half sacks. I would imagine about as good as you've seen pass rushing this season. Overall, his game, you, you described it as violent Monday at your press conference, but is his overall game really good? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, you know, they, they're standing him up a lot, and, uh, you know, he 
he affects the game. He's he's uh, what we call a game wrecker. So we're going to have to do a great job on him. He's excellent in in his rushes. You know they're going to try to pressure us, uh, which is what they what they like to do, especially in the uh, passing situations. They're going to give us a lot of different looks, play some man to man, and then give you give you some pressures. Sometimes it's zero pressures. Sometimes it's um, you know single dogs or, or or double pressures. Time for two more. Uh, do you notice their defense specifically? Their secondary really feeds off this crowd. I mean, they they really play well off this crowd. Yeah, and I think they you know they they want to sit on some routes too. Uh, you know they've they've got uh, good corners, good safeties. Um, you know, so they'll try to sit on some routes because then they know that they've got pressure and and uh, and the noise behind them. You know, get getting off getting to the quarterback so um i do think that that will be a big factor what um what have you noticed about their defensive line since they have not had marcus davenport and or sheldon rankins yeah you know they they run guys in and out um you know they've got they've got good inside players and and uh you know they'll use use linebackers a little bit more um you know those guys have been playing well um 57 is it he's Demario Davis Mario Davis is playing very yeah, he leads well leads him in tackles yeah he's he plays extremely hard very very disciplined player that uh, makes a lot of plays uh, Sean Payton their coach do, does he like to get tricky I mean is, is he a guy <laughs> in every game you have to be concerned about like in, in the miracle game Willie Sneed I think threw a pass right and last year when you guys played them Taysom Hill through a pass, right? I know he was a quarterback at BYU, but Sean always likes to get tricky, right? Yeah, well, Sean, Sean, he he's going to personnel group you a lot, and then uh, you know all kinds of different personnel groups. He he really wants to keep you off balance, take shots down the field, um, but they run the ball very effectively, so we we have to do a great job there. And uh, Sean's always done a great job um, as far as calling plays, um, and he's uh, you know shifting Sean. And then he last one, uh, he's been your friend. For for multiple decades, will you guys chat this week? Uh, no, I don't think we will. No, no, no texting or anything. No, no, we'll probably talk. We'll probably talk before the game. Hey, ma'am, uh, great job it. this year, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Okay, thank you, thank you, Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm Paul Allen. This is X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Miller Lite is brewed for the fans who wear purple, who practice the skull chant in the shower, who hold true to the Vikes from the Gallerhorn sound to the very last down. So when it's game time, grab the official beer of the fans who yell for more. The light beer that's always brewed for more taste. Miller Lite. Hold true. Celebrate responsibly. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, 96 calories, 3.2 grams carbs, less than 1 gram protein. And the fan. X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network continues. Uh, Vikings offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski momentarily, but uh, we invite you to the Friday Football Feast, which is this Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Edina. It is the playoff feast where you can enjoy game day specials and grab a Coors Light the official beer of drinking beer on Friday mornings. Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. The playoff edition of uh, X's and O's continues, and uh, we welcome you to the show. It's a uh, middle of the week now. Game on Sunday, boom, shortly afternoon. Uh, how has your week been? It's good. It's We're treating this as a normal week preparation-wise. You know, we tried 
not to really get ahead of ourselves and, and try and stick with the routine uh, as coaches as we game plan and keep our meetings the same and, and trust in, in what we've been doing. Now, for you, what what has this season been like? I mean, the, the I, I think fairly stating, Kevin, the most pressure-filled role you've had in your decade and a half in the NFL. Honestly, I'd, I maybe will reflect on that after this season, but it's mm-hmm. not something that comes up on a daily basis from my perspective. I'm so busy, and, and we're so busy putting this thing together, and and the games come one after the other, week to week. So there's very little reflection going on from my perspective. Now, now, despite working with offense for as we mentioned, uh, right around a decade and a half, it just just think about it for a second, deep breath. Are there is are there things that you've learned this year that you previously maybe didn't know despite being in it with offense as long as you have? I just think with anything with anybody doing anything in this world, there's a a expert experience that comes with doing it. So I could tell you every game there's calls I went back every every week you think maybe we should have done something a little bit different. Can you learn from them? And uh, luckily I have some really uh, good people around me that that can help me. So, yeah. you know, sometimes we can get stuck in in not seeing the forest through the trees. So there's great perspective I think that we have members of our coaching staff that is really helpful. And and when it comes to the offensive side of it, the names in common thread fashion that are most frequently mentioned: Gary Kubiak, Rick Dennison, tight ends coach Brian Periani, all multiple Super Bowl winners. But how has it helped you, or what have you enjoyed? about being with guys like Drew Petzing, wide receivers coach, Andrew Janoco, assistant offensive line coach, even Kenny Palomalu, who hasn't been here as long as some, but he was here before you were coordinator. Correct. And I think as we put together an offense, you know how we're looking for versatile players? Kind of as a coaching staff, you're looking for versatility among your staff. You're looking for diversity of thought. Uh, you want some guys that are, you know, Kennedy Paul Malo. Kennedy's our, our, our fire of our staff. I mean, he can get after the players and, and they can feel him. Mm. So it's just nice to have a couple different personalities. Yeah. Guys that have played football, guys that didn't play football, guys that played defense, played offense. So I just think we've found, I, I've been very fortunate to have the right mix of coaches in that room. And, and Drew Petzing would be the mathematician, right? <laughs> Kevin, it's a geometric equation. Here are 11, there are 11. I promise you something will happen. The answer's right in front of you. You just need to deduce the proper <laughs> questions to get to the answer, right? You're, you're giving him too much credit. He's not that smart. <laughs> uh, he is a mathematician by trade, though. Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings on X's and O's. Egan is the proud home of the Minnesota Vikings. It's also the ultimate destination for fantastic fun. Visit EganMN.com for details. What has it been like working with the head coach this season, Mike Zimmer? Like, how much input in the offense has he or does he have? Uh, a tremendous amount of input, and that's how we want it. And I think you go back to the, the spring and summer. From my chair, I get to have Zim come in and look at it through a defensive lens, and that is so valuable. And I can go back and tell you, especially early on in our process as we were start, starting to put this system together, was what's hard on a defense. You know, so much of what we're doing is if it's hard on them, that means it's pretty sound, it's good football. So having Zim uh, right there, understanding that element of it, and then on, by the same token, it, it's truly a shared vision. It, it's it's Zim's vision for what this 
team looks like, and then we play that role as an offense. I um I, I have an all twenty two question for you. So hide the women and children. I'm you ready. always love these. You Fire know, away. because I'm an expert. Having I'm Coach Allen, as you have called yeah. me for years. You're very dangerous. You know, forty plays from the entire Saints season. Um, but but I do notice defensively, um, they play a lot of man at times. So given your screen game is so well respected. If that's the case, does that in any way hinder your screen game? I wouldn't say it hinders it. Uh, certainly the, the screen game historically is very effective versus big zone teams, I yeah. think you'll see. But there are definitely things that you can do versus a man coverage team, uh, whether it be formationally or, or calls that you can make to uh, alert the offensive line or alert the receivers that, that man coverage is going on. So definitely doesn't hinder us. It maybe makes us uh, dig a little bit deeper. Now, you, you've had to go a patch of the season without Dalvin Cook and or Alexander Madison, uh, Adam Thielen basically out seven. For them, their right defensive end, Marcus Davenport, and their three technique, Sheldon Rankins, lost for the season. H- has that hindered their pass rush in any way? Doesn't look like it. I mean, from watching the tape, it really doesn't. And number 94, Cameron Jordan, I just have so much respect for him. I think not only is he a sound player, big, strong, physical, uh, athletic, all those things. He also plays really hard, yeah. and he plays every play. Yeah. I mean, the guy's never off the field. So y- when you're going against a guy like Cam Jordan, our players know it's a 60-minute affair, and, and, I, and I think they respect that about the guy. But their, their pass rush uh, can really get your attention. Is it fair to say Cameron Jordan is a very violent player? That's a good word, yeah. I think he's he's attacking blocks. He's certainly not somebody that's that's sitting back. So... Our guys know that. Let's put it that way. He won't surprise anybody on Sunday. What um, um, This week in practice with Dalvin Cook and or Alexander Madison, what do you need to see from those two to know they're exactly where you need them to be into this Sunday game? I just think we work together with Eric Sugarman and Kennedy Paul Malo, their their running back coach, and just take a good, long, hard look at them in the individual period. See as as they're moving around bags and doing the side to side, and then watch them in a team period, and just sit there. And, and you know, we don't have to make a decision until later in the week, and make sure by Friday that that they're how we feel like they should look, and then Coach Zim will make that decision. The um, there there's been a common thread word either here at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center or via the media communication because it's so loud at Superdome. It is actually hearing the play. For, for the quarterback when he's on the field. Is that problematic? Yeah, I mean, it's real, and that's why I, I need to do my job. I need to get the call into him immediately, if not sooner. Yeah. I mean, right when that play clock starts, I need to be getting it into him. That's typically when it is you know, not at fevered pitch. So if I can get it into him, we can get the group into the huddle, and then he can work. You see it all the time on TV. I mean, they got to strain and they got to look at the guys in, in the eyeballs and, and all that. So there's certainly something that it's hard to hear, but it, what it does is it causes all of our guys to have a very uh, laser sharp focus to what we're doing. The head coach very much embraces the role of a legitimate underdog in this game. You're on the road, you got the point spread, they have all the wins, the whole thing. Do you do? Do you like being in that spot? I think it's good for you to talk about. It fills some airtime for you, Paul. A little bit, but uh, we get so caught up in what does it take to go one and zero this week. That's, yeah. And regardless of those outside factors, which yeah. I'm sure are out there, 
we have enough to worry about from their personnel, from yeah. their scheme, that we need to go put a plan together. It's like each week is a new season, right? Uh, that's yeah. where we a are. A new way to row the boat. This is the, <laughs> There you go. This yeah. is the new season, and it starts on Sunday down there in New Orleans, and we can only get yeah. one this week. No doubt. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., your rookie tight end, is a New Orleans native. Is this a game where, where he potentially can shine? I mean, his progress as the youngest player in the NFL, talk about that. Yeah, I've been very impressed by Irv, and, and right away you mentioned it, his age. He may be young in years and days and months, but the kid is uh, hes well on his way to becoming a pro in this league. And no secret, his dad played, so I think that certainly rubbed off on him playing down there at a big program at Alabama, rubbed off on him. So we've seen a maturation occur with Irv over the course of time, both as he studies, mm-hmm. um, even on the practice field, and then in the games, you, you see him becoming – a player. I don't think he's a finished product by any means, but certainly someone that that we feel is developing at the pace that we thought he might. With uh, with Kirk Cousins, what are some keys to make sure he stays calm in the early stages when it's loud and when it's nasty? Yeah, I, I think you go into it with an awareness of that's that's what you're walking into. That, that's that's the building, that's the fans. They do a great job down there. It's a great atmosphere. So, Coach Zim will crank that crowd noise up in this I mean in this field house it'll be very loud so I think there's a very keen awareness of what it's going to be from every player and Kirk's no different he's he's going to know what he's stepping into and the bottom line is we have to perform as an offense we got to play we got to play good football and and we know what that looks like time for two more uh the the name Gary Kubiak was mentioned earlier uh, seven Super Bowls one Super Bowl 50 as a head coach with the Broncos and so on uh, multiple Super Bowl winner how does Gary help a week like this well, it was fun. Yesterday, you know, we get in here and, and we start the early process of, of game planning, and the two of us were kind of giddy. You know, this is the fun part for us. We're sitting there, and we, we it's the second season, and here we are. We get to put a plan together to go on the road and, and try to beat a really good team. So we're, we're in a, a spot where we're definitely going to enjoy this and keep this thing going as long as we can. But having Gary here to, to assist all of us, uh, not just me, I think our entire offense staff uh, benefits from his presence. I, um, I, I know you don't like to overshare, and you certainly are not going to crack uh, the KFA and Vikings Radio Network and share intel. Um, in closing, any shot you call the Statue of Liberty play early and often. No one's listening to this, right? They'll never see yeah, it well, coming. That's the first play of the game, a Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Followed up by, what do you want, a flea flicker? Well, I mean, if, if, double plays, reverse pass. if plays work, you run them again later in the game, right? That's true. Fumble Ruski. <laughs> they'll never see it coming. They'll never see it. Great job this year. Best of luck this weekend. Happy New Year to you and your beautiful family, and thanks for the time. Thanks, Paul. Kevin Stefanski, Offensive Coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, save time and shop online with High V Isles Online, now offering free pickup with orders over $30. Go to islesonline.com and order today. Thanks to everybody at the Vikings Entertainment Network and with KFAN, Chad Abbott. Uh, For all of us, Happy New Year. I'm Paul Allen from the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. There is a land where anything is possible, where soul, soil, and science work wonders every day. A land that values bravery and curiosity, where the truth is the official language. And here, we put our all into feeding human progress, to making a positive impact. This is a land of honesty, of optimism, of possibilities. This is Land O'Lakes, proud official partner of the Minnesota.